Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast. We are going to discuss episode nine, season five. Emily says... Hello. Hello. Emily really, really said hello. Uh, good, good, good. She said good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Yeah. This is a doozy. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a real doozy. I yeah. have like some real thoughts on this one. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is brought to you by 111 Productions in conjunction with iHeartRadio. So, like, one piece of business I want to do uh, Louisville Comic Con June. 16 through 18, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I will be appearing there. So everybody come on down. Can't wait to see you. How do we get tickets? Uh, Just go to louisvillepopcon.com and they can get tickets. Uh, Or uh, popconlouisville.com and they can get tickets. Um, Can't wait to see everybody. Anyway, Danielle Romo, Tara Sud, Amy Sugarman, Danielle, take us away. Does it wait before that really fast? Yeah. Does anyone feel like it was super weird when you realized it was fall and the pumpkins were out? You know, I did think about the pumpkins. <laughs> totally weird. Usually the out. pumpkins bother me. I feel like last pumpkin season it really bothered me, but I'm okay this time. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's comforting. I, I enjoyed it this time. It's comforting. For me, it just threw me because sometimes we're kind of in line. Like last fall, it was fall. 
Yeah. And now it's like really about to be burning hot summer. And I'm just like, this oh, is Oh, you mean weird. our current state? It's because we're not taking th- three, four months off, you know, mm-hmm. to right, right. do the episodes. Right. But I, I was that's, just. That's the hiatus. That's our hiatus. Seeing yeah. Jackson in that hat. And I was just like, I'm sweating for him. <laughs> you know, I didn't notice the pumpkins. And there's a reason for that, which we'll get into. Oh, I wonder okay. if we'll get Christmas in July. Like for us. I wouldn't be Probably. mad at that. Probably, okay. right? Yeah, we have a couple weeks to go. Well, Danielle, I apologize. Oh, good. good. This is season five, episode nine. Emily says hello. Air date November 16th, 2004. Emily stuns Lorelai with her plans to begin dating while Rory is trying to get her grandparents back together. After joining Lorelai for lunch at the Dragonfly, Rory is furious to see that Christopher is also there. Lorelai tells Luke of the lunch and emphasis after it happens. And Luke tries to navigate how he feels about it. Jackson is overwhelmed by the burdens of his role as town selectman, and Suki is experiencing mood swings stemming from her pregnancy. Hmm. All I can say is, everyone listening, buckle up, because I have got so much discussion for this episode. Hmm. That's that's unusual. You never have much to say. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be refreshing. You go first, Scott, though. I want to know why you didn't notice the pumpkins. Because I wanted to experience the show in a different way because so many people love this show so much. They've seen it so many times that they just have it on in the background mm. incessantly, you know, 24-7 and while they're doing their errands or, or around yeah. the house or doing laundry or whatever. And they're not watching it because uh, they know it's so So I did that with this episode. I said, I'm going to put this on and just go about oh, that's my business. Interesting. Did it? But I, yeah. I, I, that would be hard for me because I would miss stuff. Yeah. I still got the jokes. I still laugh. My wife and I were laughing at certain jokes that we sort of caught in the background. It still has this ability to reach you. Yeah. And pull you in. And we found ourselves kind of like stopping what we were doing. Yeah. And then, and I'm not going to say what we were doing. Oh, I'm not, oh. <laughs> not going to say that in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and sort of drift downstairs to the TV. Yeah, and no, watch it's, it's, the scene because there was some funny stuff going on. I yeah. fold laundry a lot while I'm watching TV. And I that, that actually works for me. But if I'm kind of doing emails and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I need to stop the emails and really focus in on what's happening on the mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. I'm watching. Right. right. So did you find it enjoyable? I did. It made me happier. I mean, the the... the I woke up in a little bit of a mood because I didn't... I got to bed really late. And uh, I had to, you know, I get up early very, automatically every morning. But this really gave me a lift. It I really, wonder, really did. So I wonder if the way you were watching it before was just with too much critique. Like, really, really watching it to critique it rather than watching it to experience it or enjoy it. This is why I did this experiment. <laughs> <laughs> One must look inward and... Realize that uh, maybe a critical eye on this show is not such a great idea all of the time. Look, I'm never mad at it. I I like the Same. discussions, but yeah, I like the discussions too. But uh, I I just I really wanted to try a different way of 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 consuming the show, and it and it really is kind of wonderful. Well, let me ask you this because you might not have noticed it, mm. but here's my question for you: 
Hmm. It was, so first of all, it's November, right? So you probably filmed this October, maybe late September. Mm-hmm. Hot as heck mm-hmm. in Always. Burbank, right? Always. Always. I noticed there was a breeze, right? When Lorelai sees Jackson. So she kind of comes around and she sees Jackson in the opening scene. They have their conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would that be a fan to cool them down? I don't, I pr- maybe... But or was there hard, actually a breeze? It's hard to have a fan going when, you know, the sound department would, would protest. Right. You know, it would be tough. Um, I would I assume know. even the wind is tough. You don't get a lot of wind in the valley. In sure Burbank. hair was a blowing. Yeah. yeah could, could have been. Could have been a little, I don't know, silent wind machine. I mean, she looks know. good. She looks good. Yeah. Yeah, no so. Question. Jackson hates being selectman. Like he needs to just quit. But yeah. what do y'all think? I'm over it. Are you missing Taylor a little bit? <laughs> just quit, Jackson. Yeah, I wait, am. Have, I do miss Taylor. Are we missing Taylor? Taylor? Yeah, we're missing his, Taylor. His, his, all of his zany antics. I mean, yeah. let's just say it. Yeah, yeah and we didn't even really see him at the town meeting. Uh-uh. It seems yeah. odd, right? Yeah, he's like hiding out. I mean, it's great to see more Jackson. Yay! Right. Yeah, agree. Uh, and he did it. He knocked it out of the park for sure. Uh, but it's like, I, I, after a while, I was like, hmm, where's where's Taylor? Yeah. And boy, he, hey. he was deposed. And, and I don't know, somehow I, I somehow formed a pack, a super pack to get, you know, <laughs> money raised to get Taylor back in that position. <laughs> I do think that Taylor is better be running the town. Jackson doesn't like it. He doesn't want to do it. Like, yeah, you need someone who it's like their whole life. He mm-hmm. doesn't even want to cut the ribbon. Right. right. <laughs> he doesn't want to attend the, the town. Thing. He doesn't want to attend the meeting. He right. doesn't have the meetings. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like awful. I thought, I, he'd re- re- I thought he already resigned. I thought he'd resign. And I actually, I, he didn't, but I sort of thought he was leading, leading to it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we had that conversation where it just seemed like, because he didn't want to do it. I think we all just assumed like he was out, but no, he's still going. <laughs> I also noticed cornbread was two fifty nine, which seems like a pretty good price. I can use some cornbread right now. Sounds it's a good. Lot of, it's a lot of cornbread. It's and I lot. also noticed the, the the in in Dosi's window, all those 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 are nicely painted, you know, cornbread two fifty nine signs. Yeah, you know, I, I love mean, me the yeah. detail. He's up all night agonizing over those signs. You know he is. <laughs> totally, <laughs> they got to be perfectly perpendicular yeah. and whatnot. So then we get to Suki's, and she's she's crying. I never noticed until now how bright orange their walls were. Too, I was like, oh. That's not pleasant. Right. And oh, she's th- crying over the people. <laughs> <laughs> what, was she Hugh crying Grant. over um, Elizabeth Hurley and, and Grant? Uh, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant breaking up. Yeah. Breaking up. Yeah. And it was like an old people. <laughs> I wonder if that was during that's, the time. Uh, isn't it funny? That's how we, like, we're so used to social media, but that's how you used to see your headlines. You go to the grocery store, see the front page of a magazine. It, uh, yeah. Does anyone still subscribe to the magazine? I canceled all mine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not. Magazines? But no. there's some stuff like LA Times where you can't, you can only read like three articles a month and then it well, right, you have to pay. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of them you have to pay. Yeah. yeah. Does, do any of you still get a magazine delivered to your house? Mm-mm. Oh my God, the poor magazine industry. Uh-uh. Can Somebody I? Somebody walks up to the house in this day and age, we, we go on, you know, DEFCON 3. <laughs> Somebody's well, walking up to the house. Who is it? 
I mean, that? now I just follow them all on Instagram and get yeah. my new news mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danielle, I want to ask you something, but I think it might be a secret. You know your secret? Yeah. Can I ask about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Scott doesn't know about it, but you, you can ask about so it. So you tell Scott before I tell. I think I know I, ask already. The question. Oh, I think I know. Oh, Did no. I accidentally <laughs> tell Scott? Do you have a certain glow? Is there a certain uh, glow? Is there a certain Suki's, motherly glow happening? Suki and I have something very much pregnant? in common. Oh my goodness, congratulations. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, there you go. That's I love it news. so much. <laughs> I literally keep like watching Suki and I'm like, oh my God, like I get it. I get so it. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Are you just like having incidents of just crying for no good reason? You know, I'm not really that emotional. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been like very like I've su- surprisingly because I I heard from so many people that that's a thing that you just get super like you can cry over I don't know running out of cereal. Hugh Grant, you know what I mean? Was, Hugh Grant was with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're gonna you're gonna have a boy. I'm having a boy. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. How did you know that, Scott? Did Scott? Did you? Did we tell you that, or did you just figure that out? No, no, because you're. If you're, if it's a girl, you're more emotional. If you're a boy, yeah. it's, it's more oh. even. And it's actually, if it's a boy, it's like you know the testosterone that you're getting yeah. is making you happy. So it's weird, right? Because Scott, mm-hmm. you're so you're so right because. Mm-hmm. They say with girls, you have morning sickness and you're emotional right. because you have more estrogen. Right. But with boys, you are like, don't have the morning sickness and you feel better. And I have totally, I, I mean, oh knock on wood, I've been so lucky. I've f- felt great. I don't want to. Now I want to see what Suki has to see if it's <laughs> correct. If you're so theory. who's saying, Jackie said I had morning sickness and so emotional with a boy. Oh, Jackie, so our other producer. I know. You have those outliers, too, <laughs> mm-hmm. that just totally mm-hmm. contradict the, you know, mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a pregnancy myth. fest here on I Am All In. Not only is Suki pregnant, Danielle's <laughs> pregnant, but our producer Jackie's also pregnant. And I just got elected town selectman. Can you believe it out here? It's like weird. What's going on? So um, I did want to shout out the set because they did do a good job with the set and that there's kids stuff piled up. It looks like the home of people with a toddler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so that was good. And the, there's lovely blinds in the windows. Okay, Scott, this was my question. Mm-hmm. I saw people walking by the window. Right. Right. So is that a set that faces out? How, how does that work? Yeah, it, fa- it faces out towards the gazebo. Okay, so yeah. that's In front of set. the house is, you can, well, I mean, it's a little catty corner, so it's like the gazebo is a little bit off to the right with Suki's house. But so it's, the it's window sort of does go right. out. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Absolutely, right, it does, yes. Right. We saw mm-hmm. that in um, December <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when we visited the set. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rad. Okay, this so is- then they move into the kitchen, and then we get to sort of the meat of this conversation in that Suki calls Sherry Randy at first, which I was like, <laughs> she sounds like us getting names all jacked up. <laughs> Who's Kyle? But anyway, uh, and they talk about... <laughs> Who's Kyle? <laughs> first time we've ever seen him. <laughs> so, Randy, we're like, Sherry. Anyway, uh, so just sort of there... It's sort of Lo- Lorelai realizes, like, wait a minute, I haven't talked to Christopher. So we kind of get the foreshadowing of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is gonna happen in this episode. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My only other shout out is like, man, she got a lot of crap in that window in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh, wowza. 
Um, any other thoughts, guys? No, it's not the same thing. That's a lot of crap in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got her pregnancy cravings, Danielle. Any to share? She wanted a lot of weird stuff. Chocolate, artichoke hearts, bell peppers, taffy, walnuts, hearts of palm. Pancakes always sound good. Like, I'm always down for pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Table for like, two. I should have gone to Al's Pancake World. But no, like seriously, like pancakes, like they always With sound syrup, bomb. butter, fruit? Anything, anything. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Are you allowed to have bacon? Yeah, you can have bacon. Oh, oh. you can just, uh, yeah, I mean, just oh, grind God. food. Just grind food. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, God. my wife was just pounding food. It was just like, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Are you hungrier than you used to be? Yes, but Scott, I have a question for you because my husband is just so bent out of shape because he's like, I'm gaining more weight than you this pregnancy because he like he swears he has cravings, which he does like it's weird, but they say that sometimes the husband can like, I don't know, feel it too. Did you Um, ever have that? I mean, I eat. A lot anyway. I have to really, get, I, I have to so really she just to matched you. She just matched you, right? Well, yeah. I mean, she was eating the same amount of food I was eating, which is I eat an extraordinary amount of food, and uh, I burn it off. But uh, now it's it's getting How tall. Harder are you? To do. Are you six two? I'm, no, I'm six feet tall. Six foot and a half. You or something. You're taller than that. Taller. No. Yeah. no, no mm-mm. When you were Luke, how tall? <laughs> I was about six four. Life has chopped Shrunk me down a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Post Gilmore, I've lost weight and lost height, and lost hair. You know. Oh my uh, god! No, right, but so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's having uh, sympathy appetite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. He wants to eat along with you. He's happy too. He's everybody's getting fat and happy, man. <laughs> is he I know. Pancakes? You is know? he feeling good about those? Pancakes? <laughs> he feels good about pancakes and ice cream and cookies, <laughs> all the things. Look, when I when I realized uh, when my wife said she's pregnant and she, that we knew it was a boy, I, I it was just like, there's nothing better. I agree. It, it I- you know the you go through your life wondering what the meaning of life is, and this is it. You f- figured it out. Oh, after I can't you have wait. This, after you have this boy, you'll know what the meaning of life is and how deeply you're capable of loving something. And huh. it's it's oh, life changing. So I mean, if it can just match the love I have for my dog, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, it will like, exceed that. It will exceed that. Yeah. Oh, my god. You're going to name that boy Dean, Jess, Logan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. None of the above. It's going to be Luke. Thank you very much. Luke. Do you have a name, though? No, I don't. Not yet. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where AstroPro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. And it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. 
Go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astropro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year. Usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so keeping us on track here. So we we go to the dorm and Rory's reading and Paris, of course, attacks her reading speed, which did leave for a funny joke. She's all, if you'd read faster. Uh, Paris is fasting for Ramadan. I did notice the sunset very early, 431, but maybe <laughs> accurate for the East Coast in November. So good on it, accuracy. That's when time changes. And you know when the time changes, like that, yeah. those first two, yeah, three weeks, rough. like it's lights out by 445. <laughs> Rory's got good hair, good sweater vest. And then we see Marty at the door. So we're sort of like, hmm, what's going on with Marty and Rory in this episode? So, I've said it before and I will say it again. I really wish Marty happened. Mm. I know it doesn't happen, but I really wish it happened. Oh, gosh, I didn't know that. No, <laughs> well, we know it's it. Logan. We know Logan's, you know, the, no, we don't, you don't, we know. don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe oh, Marty maybe and Rory a, have a night of passion and you don't know. That you know what? I hope so. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pulling through for Marty so hard right now. I like him a lot. And you can tell we'll we'll, we'll get to it, but you can tell he likes her. Totally. Oh yeah. So uh yeah, I kind of agree. I wouldn't mind a one a hookup with Marty. Mm, I like no. him because he's like not Logan, where he's like the richest person, coolest person ever. But he's still at Yale, and he's still, you know, Smart. he like, yeah. I don't know. Mm, I just, I no. like him. 
I don't need them to be in a relationship. Maybe just like a fling, you know? It just feels to me, and I and come at me for this, that the Marty-Rory relationship would be very similar to the Dean-Rory relationship. Mm-mm. Yes, Mm-mm. Marty's at Yale and he's very smart and they they could have excellent conversations. Oh, I see it, what you mean. It's I like not going to give yeah. her a challenge. That could be a bad thing, a good thing. I, I'm just saying. Well, what do they say? What's the old line about the... Uh, the man should um, the man should worship the woman and put her on a pedestal and the and the woman should admire the man. <laughs> right. For that there's, to work. But Yeah, there's some a, truth to that. Yeah. Oh. But I wanted to eat his appetizers and go to the brunch that he was bartending with the chocolate fountains. And I sort of assumed it was Logan's. <laughs> like I sort of are we supposed to assume that? I don't know, but I can see why you thought that, though. Yeah, it seems like it was one of those those guys, yeah. Colin or Finn or whoever. I like Marty too. I, I it was it was good seeing him, and I, I liked him in the, this episode. And I, I I do wish she would give it a shot. I agree with you, Daniel. Because that was a it's a tough way to be rejected. Just she fell asleep, right? <laughs> so it was like an unintentional rejection. But that's Marty. That defines Marty. Well, His and it's also sort of terrible. sweet that she's so comfortable there. That they're in the bed together. She's very and comfortable with I him. I think that's the point. That's why yeah, it would yeah. last, you know. And that's why she would probably be bored. Yeah. So. Well, then we have one of my favorite scenes. So Lorelai is talking to Rory on the phone at Luke's saying she's allowed to go behind the <laughs> counter and talk on the phone. And for for me, I obviously want to talk about the thing, but I just love that she's all, oh, you're all loopholy and sock hoppy or whatever it was. <laughs> so I just thought the loophole thing and her bragging about the loophole. And then really, he's like, no, a sack of potatoes could fall on your head. So I just find them to be so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even when he, you were like, hey, aggressively, hey, like, mm-hmm. and it's not like he's so he he loves her. Right. But he, Luke isn't like just letting her go behind the counter and talk on the phone all day like she runs the place. And I sort of like that, too. Right. Those lines were looped. You could tell. Because the uh, hay was kind of random, yeah. The hay was kind of weird, yeah. They were the loophole lines were looped. Yes, <laughs> uh, not not hers. I don't think hers, but you mine. think your hay, your hay did seem. And if hers were looped, she did a much better looping session than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she's like, oh, you, it's like you're wearing his Letterman jacket at the sock hop, right. and she's, it's, I don't know, I just loved the whole thing, right? Right. It was a nice, comfortable vibe, you know. Relationshipy vibe. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, just I think everyone always wants us to talk about Luke and Lorelai more. And my thing is like, they're just so pleasant. Now, yes, this episode, we will get into who was right and who was wrong and all that jazz. But Mm -hmm. they're just so pleasant and likable and perfect and great chemistry that it's like, there's no criticism. They're just great. And so we can't talk about it unless we criticize it. (laughs) Seems like we should just we should have the ability to do that. <laughs> I mean, what does everybody think? How is everyone feeling about Luke and Lorelai? I think they, uh, I, I think they're a great couple. I think they're really comfortable with each other. I think they're both very happy for the time being. And he's on cloud nine, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but he's not letting it show so much. He's playing it cool again, and I think he just feels like. His life is 
where he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable. This mm-hmm. is what he's always wanted. So he's got his diner. He's got his. He's got his woman, and and he's happy as a clam. Mm-hmm. You know? I and think that's as, first- that's as happy as he's gonna. He's he can be, and that's pretty good, you know. I think for the first <clears> time we're watching, and it just feels like so natural. Like Lorelai doesn't mm-hmm. seem like right. forced into not forced into a relationship, but right. like it just when they pop up on the screen, you're just like, oh yeah, they're together. Like it's just. Nice, happy scenes. It, it feels free and easy, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a breeziness to it. Yes, There's an ease yes. to it. It's, it's the yeah. easiness. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's really, it's unfair to the guest actors that come on, you know, because I have so much more time with her on screen. I have so much more time to get used to her as an actress and work with her and be with her. So, of course, our scenes are going to be easier and breezier and that kind of thing. So, when somebody comes on as a guest star to be the boyfriend or a Scott Cohen or whoever it is, they mm-hmm. do a great job. But it's, you know, it, it does it does show that after five seasons, how, what an advantage that is for two actors to yeah. really sort yeah, of. Yeah, that's Because we just sort of have a sixth sense about mm-hmm. our timing, uh, you know, each other's timing and our our you know, how we move within a scene mm-hmm. and this kind of thing. So it's, it's, and plus we've spent all that time on that set and mm-hmm. we know where everything is. So it, it really feels like we're occupying that space and really truly living in that space as if we, I own it and I know it really well. One of the interesting things about Streetcar Named Desire when it was on Broadway, Marlon Brando uh, insisted on living on that set for, mm three, four days, sleeping there, just getting to know it so it would mm-hmm. be really familiar to him. And that's what I think, that's the advantage L- L- Lauren and I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, I think on that good same observation. note, yeah. that really, that's very interesting because you're also regularly working with these writers, directors, mm-hmm. scripty, mm-hmm. Remember, mm-hmm. scripty, we haven't mentioned scripty in a while, whereas <laughs> the other person is a newcomer. So you have a comfort level so beyond anyone that right. that has come in to be the boyfriend right plus i'm here i am working with this this marvelous actress right and there's total trust mm-hmm. we trust each other very much we it's like that you know the trust test fall back and i'll catch you and it's like mm-hmm. we can go as far out on the on the wire as possible. We, I know she's going to catch me. She knows I'm going to mm. catch her. So she can just do her thing and she, she can trust that I'm going to wait, wait, wait to the last minute and boom, mm. and I'll be there and, sh- and vice versa. So it's really, it really makes for a very comfortable, easy, relaxed feeling. And that's what I, that's one of the scenes I actually did focus on and mm-hmm. watch. And so, boy, that's nice and easy yeah. and breezy. And it's just well-lived scene. Yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So th- we we do get Rory's idea here where she's like, she really wants to get these two back together, Richard and Emily. So she's going to go with Richard and Lorelai's going to go with Emily and sort of one-on-one it and try and start the process of getting them back together. So we kind of get that gist. We then also see TJ come in in his workout gear because he needs to shower. And did anybody notice he's wearing the soap around his neck? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I need to go you back. You guys, he's, <laughs> you have to go back and watch. He's fully like got soap on a rope uh-huh. around his neck. <laughs> oh, Ready God. to shower. <laughs> TJ just wins. He just wins mm-hmm. every time he's on, yep. on the screen. Oh, no question. 
<laughs> the coffee's bitter. He tells you your coffee's bitter. Right. Is your coffee? How dare he? Is your takes coffee a donut, bitter? Takes a donut. <laughs> takes a pastry. <laughs> no, I'm just going. <laughs> it's too yeah, good. It's so good. It's, so then, and, 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 that's, and here's another thing. He wasn't there a lot. And, he, and look how well he uses that space. Yeah. I mean, I, that he comes I, I, behind, I like he grabs the coffee, grabs the pastry. He, it's not easy to do to talk and to move and to use right. props that you're not familiar with, that you haven't lived with. And he's just so, yeah, so I think natural he's with great. it. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's so I good. think he's a genius. I think he's a, he's a comedic genius. Mm-hmm. And in the same note, we sort of have a similar... I'm sort of comparing Michelle in a sense to TJ in that Michelle sort of steals the scenes he's in too Mm -hmm. with his sort of way, you know? So he says to Lorelai, we need to talk and the bathroom, I'm sorry, the bathrobe bandits are are here. And he, you know, so that whole bit, I kind of think is funny too. And it becomes that running gag throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing a lot of Michelle. Uh, no, but lately, I think he's always amazing in what uh, he's in. Oh, yeah, he's killing it. He's killing it's it. It's almost like yeah. the cast is so big. Like, think about it. Friends has six people, right? Just six people. Mm-hmm. The Gilmore cast of regulars mm-hmm. is huge. Well, huge. It's, it's, I don't know if it's huge. Uh, the regulars are eight, Nine, maybe? Yeah, but eight? then you have this second a lot of, set. There's a lot of recurring characters. Yeah, whereas on Friends, like, there, you know, people recurred, like, whatever. Paul Rudd's in this many episodes right, or right. whoever's in this many. But it's like, here you've got these people that recurred throughout all seven seasons and into the movies. Cast of thousands. <laughs> so, okay. Then we get Lorelai calling Christopher. And... Mm. Immediately, he's freaked out, which I thought was acted well and mm-hmm. like true to where how you would be if your kid tells you don't talk to her and you're trying to do what your kid wants. And well, he's, he's just a, fine, he's a, he's fine, a wounded fine, duck. He can't so, fly anymore. His and then he just, kind of he, he's like you see him resisting, resisting, resisting. It's all mm-hmm. awkward. And then he sort of just caves right. and he's like. It kind of just caves and suddenly they're back to talking a bit more normally. And she says, come for lunch. And he says, yes. Que- first question to debate. Should he have said yes to lunch? Oh, sure, sure. Otherwise there, yeah. wouldn't have, there wouldn't have been as rich an episode. <laughs> I think, I think, yes, he should have called Rory and just said, Hey, your mom wants to get dinner lunch with me. Um, you know, I would love for you to be there. Um, you know, like he, cause he kind of was knew what he was doing. Rory wouldn't like, so he didn't say anything to her, right? you know, and, and Rory does call him out at lunch when, when he says like, I didn't know you knew and right. you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm also glad she told Lorelai about the conversation. So yeah. I, I didn't feel like it was in a threes company episode. You know, I always complain about that. It's like, please don't put me in the one with the misunderstanding. It's like, yeah, let me tell these people right away. What the heck is going on? I feel terrible for Rory. Oh, interesting. Scott. Sorry, Tara. So mm-hmm. Scott, I want to dig into that. So Scott, I, I, Scott said he feels terrible for Rory. I do. I do. It's like now the chickens are coming home to roost. This is, this is why, these are the complications from uh, divorce for divorce kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of a, a light version of extremely light version of what a divorced uh, kid experiences. And it's just it's awful to see Rory in 
the middle of this. Mm-hmm. And now her her whole psychology and her her emotional life is getting twisted around and wrapped around this, you know, this this situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, she even imagine going to your dad and saying, stay away from mom. Mm-hmm. Because you, I mean, just it's it's real. That scene was really like her telling her dad to get out of her life too. Mm-hmm. I agree because it's as much she has as much skin in the game uh, to see her mother happy and to see herself happy because her mother's happiness is her happiness. And I liked that she was defending Luke and mm-hmm. knowing that she, you mm-hmm. know she was saying that Luke's a good man. He's good for my mom, you know, and stay away. So in mm-hmm. that, she's so much like her mother, right? Mm-hmm. And she sees the value in that. So, you know, we discussed last episode whether she's, you know, she's tend- trending toward, you know, Gilmore wealth or, or you know, what her stars mother, hollow stars sort of. right stars hollow community and and mm-hmm. you know all of the things that make a community function well and uh, tight knit and mm-hmm. supporting each other and all those great values. Um, and so on on the one hand i was i was i was pleasantly surprised by how rory was you know trying to take charge of the situation it showed growth for me it showed maturity mm-hmm. as she was you know trying to sort of you know keep her life on a certain path and do what was good for her mother and for herself and at the same time yeah. it was very sad that she had to be put in that situation that she had to it go it was painful that. And it was painful for Christopher and then ultimately painful for Lorelai. Before I have another question, Tara, what did you want to say? Going back to your question of should he have said yes, I was thinking he only said yes because it was at the end. Oh, interesting. Uh, That's how I took it. I took it as because it was at the end and it's at her place of work. It's not like he's going over to the house, which I think would have been a completely different situation. Mm -hmm. And I also think... And I I totally agree with, with what Scott said, but also as someone who I'm not a child of divorce, so maybe I don't understand that part of it. And I was very lucky to have both my parents. I mean, they're still together. They just celebrated their 38th anniversary. Oh, um, <laughs> but um, I kind of didn't really agree with the way that Rory handled it. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys that. Yeah, so I, Tara, I, complete, I completely huh. agreed with you. Until I saw Christopher and Lorelai look at each other at lunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when they looked at each other, I was like, mm, Rory has a point. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. like she does have a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought the same. I actually even made a note on the phone call. If you watch it back, she's almost flirty with Yeah, him. I was going to say, you know, and I want to be very careful how I say this, but Rory knows does okay. Let me ask you guys. Let me let me let me turn the tables. I here think I start. know what you're gonna say. Yeah. Do you think Rory knows that both her parents are weak? Yeah. In a sense that they can't resist each other. Right. It's almost yeah. like Rory knows her mother, yeah. and that's it's not just Rory knows Christopher that he comes in and screws it up. It's that Rory knows her mother now, all for good, right? Like these people have this incredible connection and they have a daughter together they will always be so connected mm-hmm. but i think scott what you were alluding to and i sort of got like your brainwave is like she knows her mother so she's mm-hmm. sort of trying to stop it from christopher because 
Lorelai can't stop herself because she because maybe Rory knows that Christopher is the weaker one, and that he will allow himself right. to be sucked back in because he's now getting into a situation where he's going to step back in. I mean his 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 wife has left him and, right and with the baby, and she's gone, and now she knows that Christopher's her his his default setting is coming back to Lorelai. Well, and. I guess the question is, I understand why Rory did what she did. I, I mm-hmm. sort of wish there was a better way to handle it, but. I, th- I thought it showed great presence of mind and great bravery and, and, and maturity to go to, to go to your like, father and say, I know what you are and I've accepted it. And now I'm making a stand and you're going to, well, and she's protecting her own mother. I thought it was But What about it takes two to tango? The fault is not all in Christopher, even though Rory essentially is putting all the fault in Christopher. So she should go to Lorelai and say, stay away from Christopher or else. Well, or, <laughs> or else, <laughs> or, or else, <laughs> or else I'm going to get a B. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll get a B in sociology. I'll show you. Go ahead, Tara. I think she should have, told Lorelai that she had that conversation with with, um, her dad. Like, I think that leaving them both out of it, like you can't talk to Lorelai, but Lorelai has no idea what's happening. And then Lorelai's left in the middle of just like, like, I I just invited him to lunch. But I think if she's, she's in a way trying to rebuild trust with her own father by making this demand on him. And if she can trust him with this, if he complies and it goes on for a time, then she will have the power. She's just taking the power away from him. And that shows the right. growth. Yeah. So if she can so if he stays away for a period of time, then she can go back and she can dict- continue to dictate terms. And that shows I mean, that 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 she now trusts him a little more. But so if she, she trusts like, him, it's like you're a dog. I got to put you on right. my leash because my mother right. won't do it. So I'm right. doing it. But basically, it it shows she doesn't really trust either of them Not with right each now. other. Right. Like, because say Christopher would have said, you know what, Rory? Like, I love you. I'll always love your mother. But I'm not going to mess up her relationship with Luke. Let's all be a family. You know, in that sense, when we <clears throat> when we need to be your mom and I are connected. Rory would have been like, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Now, how come Lorelai doesn't have the ability to say, I can be perfectly capable of a friendship with your father that doesn't cross <laughs> yeah. the line because and, she can't. And that's why I think actually she's the weaker one versus Christopher. Mm-hmm. Like Christopher comes in, screws things up, gets out. It, it, the circle goes on and on and on. But Lorelai is the one that always falls for it every mm-hmm. single time. I don't know. I, I really, I kind of trust Lorelai in this one. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, no. Am she's I already here? flirting with him on the phone. Not that she's like a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, but it's like he mm. has a spell over her. That's for sure. Well, and let's get you to this think debate. So? You really yeah, think so? So let's debate so. this. Before I know we need so, to go back because he can get so whiny and so ineffectual. You think that's <laughs> like a turn on for her? I don't get it. He, I think it's just that it was her first love. I think yeah. that's he's charming as heck. You guys, he's charming as heck. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? 
With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay, we still have to dig into the dinner with Richard and Emily, but let's put a pin in that and debate this. Did Lorelai the right thing by inviting Christopher to lunch? Number two, should she have told Luke ahead of time? Like, what is the right way to be here? And I don't know the answer because it is Rory's dad. She needs to be able to communicate with him. I I don't think that that. Are, are Luke and Lorelai at the stage of their relationship where it's so committed and so etched in stone that there's an, an inevitable mm-hmm. engagement where Lorelai feels like she has to re- ask Luke permission for to see her 
I don't think, think it's she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to ask for permission. Right. I think I, I she th- just I don't think she does. Yeah. Needs to give no. him the courteous. Hey, by the way, I'm doing this. Like no. you know, so, like yeah. But even to I that actually point. disagree. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I actually think Luke and Lorelai are so tight and so together, right? Yes, they went from zero to 100, but that's because they had seven years of friendship or whatever, nine years of friendship, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I forget the math. That Luke should assume Lorelai will have conversations and times when she sees Rory's father. And I think that is the point why he reiterates it twice. I'm cool with it because they can't exist as a couple if he isn't cool with it. I agree with that, but I still go back to it's not permission. It's more like, hey, I'm doing this, you know, like she doesn't need to ask for permission to talk to her. No, not asking permission directly, just sort of say. You know, to, yeah. to let him know. I mean, so should she have I, given I a heads so. up? Like, so say she invites Christopher to lunch. You know, it would she, be it would be the considerate thing to do. Yeah. So she should have sort of given Absolutely. him a heads up. Yeah, hey, just so yeah. so you know, tomorrow Christopher's coming by the inn with Gigi to see it, and you know we're going to catch up over lunch and you know talk about Rory. And whatever. then I don't think if Rory didn't call her out, you know. Mm-hmm. call her out on Correct. it i don't think she would have said anything i agree. that's the problem that's yeah. The, yeah yeah that's okay, where yeah. the red flag was in that she was like first of all she lied she says to rory oh he's fine with it yeah so, and it took me a second because i was like did we miss a scene where she like i literally went back and i was that's like that's exactly we when when you found out that lorelei did something wrong yeah. you and know then, like we know it again because she says to suki suki asks her well what did luke say she lied to her kid and and sort of they address, is there a, re- a weird reason you didn't tell yeah. Luke? Mm. And it's like, why didn't she tell him? I think she's so, and this is just in her life in general, I think Lorelai is so afraid of conflict. Mm. And so she just tries to mm. dodge around all these things so she doesn't have to have these conversations. When it was so easy, like Luke was just like, okay, like, he didn't push back. He didn't say anything. And Scott, you tell me how you feel, because I thought on his first. OK, it was actually I'm kind of butthurt by this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second one at the car, I was like, he's had time to process this. And that one, he actually is OK. Yeah, I agree. The first one seemed to me like, like he said he's OK guard. because. Because he's not an asshole. Oh, sorry. Are you allowed to say that? He's not an Yeah, he's not he an was like, bleep. okay, as in, I'm digesting this information. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Mm-hmm. Let me, and then he talks to, um, oh my God, why am I blanking the name? TJ. TJ, yeah. yeah. Right, he TJ. Talks, he TJ talks to TJ. A- ape sh- <laughs> literally <laughs> almost bombards so Scott, Liz. I want to know from Scott, like, how did all of that land on you? How did it land on you when she tells you after the fact? Then you you obviously are kind of something about it. I don't know if you're bothered by it or if you're oh, befuddled sure. by it or if you're trying any, to figure any, it out. Any, so you any open up would, to TJ. I think any guy would be, would have a little bit of a problem with it. Not a huge problem. And then what do you feel when just, he it, says it? Right, right. Not a huge problem, but kind it's of. It's not a, a huge oof. problem, but it's like almost like, gosh, I wish you would have told me. You know, I don't. Yeah. Because you know, he could see he could see her fumbling around, and she was getting to something and being awkward and uncomfortable. Right. So. 
Because you know Luke would tell Lorelai. Yeah, don't you think? He would. Yes. I think he would. Yes, he would. I think you're right. I, I, I do, ish, although. Uh, uh, but. A lot of trust issues uh, being addressed in this episode. Mother. Well, Blake. and then Scott, how did you feel at the second time when she gets out of the car <laughs> and she wants, you know, it's very cute. You have that very romantic kiss and you can't stay over and she wants you to. They're obviously totally good, right? He knows they're good. They're good. And then he says it again. That I, I, kiss, by the way, was very, that, that was something. <laughs> I was like, woo. Okay, I, I, guys. <laughs> when the passion is really there. Yeah, no, totally agree. Like, you know, uh, when the passion's really there and you're really yearning in the beginning of a relationship or even in the, in the first third of your relationship, I mean, when things are still exciting and you're really yearning for that person and thinking about that person all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, fear Mm -hmm. that something could derail it. And Mm -hmm. you're, I think a little extra, um, you know, you're just sort of on watch for red mm-hmm. flags. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, any any sort of normal things. I mean, if they were five years in, and hey, you know, I did, I didn't tell you, but I had lunch. You know, whatever. It's like, well, big deal. Uh, but at the beginning, it's it's a little tough. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I, I thought yeah. he acted appropriately, and 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 listen, it's too. like he had to get that feeling be on a date with her, mm-hmm. fall deeper, deeper in love, have that time with her to know that things were progressing and even getting better. So he yep. felt relieved, right? So that's why he said Yeah, like, that's, hey, the, okay that's the right it. way to say it. He, yeah. You could see it in his body language. He felt relieved knowing yes. his date is great. We're good. We're super solid. I'm walking to the car. Now, and if hey, he, by if the he, way. And if he feels a little distance and she's acting funny and she's not herself, then he drops her off and goes, hey, what what's going on? You know, because mm-hmm. guys know. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. tell. You can just tell. You know. Now, before we get to Richard and Emily, which I really want to dig into, can we please talk about the fakest baby oh my god <laughs> thank god i'm so happy you brought it up it Did wasn't even a picture <laughs> are we yeah. doing rubber baby territory you're talking about again? Gigi, right uh, yes it okay was, it, it wasn't was even almost disturbing there was times where there was not even a rubber baby in the, in the little and seat. you just see the cheerios the weird cheerios Oh my God. Okay. First of all, did you guys see? So, so for everyone listening, obviously we all have a group text, right? And it's, it's alive. It's a strong group text. <laughs> it's alive. So I was watching this a few nights ago. I like oh to get ahead, God. right? And I had to put it into the group text, a photo of the baby. And what did Scott write back? Scott, you wrote something so epic. You're like, what? That's the most frightening thing I've ever seen. Like, it was the <laughs> rubberest rubber baby we've ever seen. It was like, and then did you see the weird hand at one point? There's one part where I still think it's a fake baby. Oh, my God. I'm just seeing these screenshots. I didn't, I didn't I see know, that I'm, you sent this. I, oh, my Scott God. Said I don't know if Jackie visual. can pull up the scene with the fakest baby. <laughs> then it went real. So it was more jarring because then th- there's like three shots where it's the real baby. But there's one then, part, you guys... <laughs> There's three Dude. shots where there's no baby. No baby. <laughs> just, but there's just one empty. part. You guys have to watch it. Jackie, I don't mean to like p- throw you 
like a curveball. The baby, you see just the baby arm, and it's clearly the rubber baby. And the arm, let me let me reenact it. So you'd be seeing just my weird fake rubber baby head, and then you just see an arm. Oh, wait, I think I can do it like this. <laughs> and it's almost like you can hear the roboticness. <laughs> and like no baby, no baby in the history of the universe has ever moved their hand like that. It was so uncomfortable oh my god but i just was like what jarred me the most was the just lack of child in the the for a show that can afford to build scaffolding (laughs) that people jump off of with umbrellas they can't afford to just okay first of all guys Oh. What I want everybody to do is that go is, back and watch. That is it. a lifeless looking back of a head. <laughs> it, it is so bad. And then they're sort of talking, and you can tell they removed the. Oh, look at that bait. look! Look at that look! I know they yeah. do like each other. But then wait for the hand, the fake hand. <laughs> you guys, everybody has to go rewatch this. We're at twenty-two minutes in, something like that. Okay, just le- you can let it roll, Jackie. Just let it roll because the fakeness is so strong. <laughs> Wait till the arm. <laughs> and then for everyone, this is around the 22 minute mark. Yeah. So, and they, by the way, okay, first of all, there's just the empty Cheer- car seat with just weird fruit loops <laughs> yeah. or Cheerios. Okay. No baby. Here comes in Rory. She's all <laughs> mad that Christopher's there. And then it's a real oh, baby. Real baby. <laughs> As if the baby's alive. And then- Fake baby. Okay, look at the arm. <laughs> Guys, what is the time code there? No, it moves. It's oh, a robot. the head moved too. That might it's be a real a baby. Might, no, there's no way. Why that's are they a fake baby? No, okay. that's no. a real, that's real that's baby. Real. That's, that's real baby. Back, I'm telling you, that hand is so fake. No, that's real. No, it's no. real. The that way is that not head real. turns, the way Look the head at, turns, it has to no, be a real baby. It's, that no baby. Yeah, okay. that's real. That's real. Guys, then there's a different part. There's a different part. No baby. The baby's no gone. baby. <laughs> the, f- the, baby's rubber, gone. The, the rubber baby's head looks larger than the real baby's head. Huh. How about uh. just the baby's gone? And then Lorelai's talking to the baby that's not there. <laughs> so good. Okay, baby's gone. <laughs> then there's the oh, oh my god, you guys. I'm sorry I feel for like if listening, they made it like a tighter shot, it would have been less obvious. Well, just why mm-hmm. even show that weird part of the 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 high chair, chair the high chair because they didn't have another tighter Honey, shot. i still think there's a part where the baby's arm just goes uh, whatever anyway <laughs> that gave me a lot of joy it was still <laughs> magic how about rory so here's my other question if lorelei called does that change things versus christopher calling she was sort of like stuck on that it changes things for a slight second Yes. It changes things because he's not the one reaching out to her. At least Lorelai is the one reaching out to him. You know, like in theory, he's still supposed to say no. But I think he respected Rory by not calling. He never called. True. Yeah. Yeah. But he came so fast on that phone call. And it's like, it's like, he's just so fast. <laughs> he's so fast. He, he tried like, so hard for like a full 90 seconds. And yeah. Just, and then he's back in the one. saddle again. Hey, Laurie. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. We'll come by. Yeah. We're going to be in the air anyway. Sure. What, what I think deal. he should I don't respect my daughter. I don't care. Who cares? I never <laughs> What I think caring. he should have done is, hey, Laura, talk to Rory about it. If she's uh-huh. into it, we'll do it. But remember, Rory doesn't know. Lorelai pulled like a trick. 
Well, she yeah, invites she, Christopher and doesn't tell Christopher Rory's coming. And I then know, Rory but and doesn't say. Danielle like Christopher should have said that. Like yeah. on the call when she's like, "Hey, do you want to do dinner or lunch at the Dragonfly? Um, whatever day Your it dad's was. coming." Yeah, I or no, like when she asked Christopher that, Christopher should have said, "Hey, why don't you ask Rory? If Rory's into it, I'll come." You know, like, maybe one thing, maybe one thing we're not so saying here is that it, maybe it is just you know, Lorelai Gilmore is so charming and so beautiful. It's hard <laughs> to decline an invitation well, from her, and right? he loves her. Okay, so right. my question for the three of you, and we'll all take a vote. Mm-hmm. Of the three of them, Lorelai, Christopher, Rory, and you can only pick one, who was the most sort of wrong in oh, this that's whole easy. scenario? Christopher. I disagree. <laughs> well, who do you think, Tar? I'm going to say Lorelai for not telling Luke. Me too. Oh, Christopher. Daniel. Christmas. See, I think it's Lorelai because not only did she not tell Luke, she lied. Yeah, it's the li- it's the lying it. part actually, mm-hmm. mostly then. Yeah, but th- but Christopher kind of lied and against his daughter. He didn't. He didn't uphold his end. He made a bargain with his daughter. True. True. And he All didn't right. uphold I mean, his end. Man. And he's looking to make excuses for what. And that's sort of his his character, his nature is to l- make excuses for why he does things that go against himself and go against other people's wishes and i think that really puts him most at fault in my opinion yeah i think they all were a little in the wrong in their own yeah yeah. way shape or form ah summer the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts but what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag what if there's another way with Ikea, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really Any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's pivot to what I think is the most important thing in this episode, which we'll get into. Emily and Richard. So first of all, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to give a quick recap of what happens and then I want to get everyone's thoughts. So it kind of fails the, the one-on-one because <laughs> Lorelai's not good at it. She's like, can you get back together with dad? And she says, I think I need to date. Oh, okay. So it, initially when she said that, especially for Scott and Danielle, what did you guys think? A funny scene on the couch. You're a little <laughs> close. <laughs> funny. Yeah, it does. It, you know, we want to get back to Friday night dinners, I think, as a yeah. as a community of fans. Let's get back to Friday night dinners. We got to fix this feel, Richard Emily thing. But it is, yeah, it is entertaining. But how do you, you know? feel about her wanting to date? Was that like, whoa? I mean, there's a part of me that's, yeah, good. Go. I'm proud of you. Good. Mm, yeah you know, and uh panel and lot revenge and go see how it True. feels i mean the panel and lot thing is kind of spread your rough, wings but... and you know uh and you know. it's a it's yeah a good, i was weirdly yeah. i was weirdly okay with the dating mm-hmm. I, was I was okay, with, okay it. with it yeah mm. she's so good and she's so likable even though she can be such a you know a caution that right because you know, when she shows her heart she you really see a beating heart there right and uh right right really that's a great her, way to describe you know? it and when she god she's so good she's such a good actress and you really saw her scene. beating heart here so i was i love the scene in her her. room she's panicking get over here and i i also love like when she's panicking, she calls Lorelai. That's mm-hmm. her go-to girl. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Her room is amazing. Well, she doesn't have anybody awesome. else. Who else she's does she have? Friends. She has a million friends. She's got the whole DAR. The she's DAR. Got a Na- name one that would come over at the drop of a hat. All of like her friends. No, All they're friends. fake friends, dude. I don't know what else to All say. Right, like, fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> she's going you know on this date. I mean? Like, <laughs> they're social yeah. friends. Yeah, they're... She's going on this date with Simon McLean, who she used Lorelai's line. What line? Hello. <laughs> so obviously he's got a little crush on Emily and it's all very sweet. It's all got a very big crush sweet. on Emily. It was a good date. Like it was a great date. I was I agree. Yeah, he I was got, a legit dude, right? I got nervous creepy. on the he date. He wasn't creepy. Yeah. They have a great rapport. Emily, you have no idea how happy I was when you agreed to go out with me. You know, it's like that guy. When you said hello, (laughs) at the club. When you said hello to me at the club, 
Emily, so, you're making me feel things I haven't felt since college. He's, you know, he's very charming. It's all great. They like the same things, like... Until... Three glasses the, of wine. Until... And a limoncello. <laughs> and a limoncello. <laughs> oh, my God. So true. But until, to me, what is the most heart-wrenching and the most important scene for me in, in what is the seven seasons? Like, this oh, wow. scene... To me, is so important, and I'll tell you guys why. When she, I want to know what you all thought when she walks in the house and shuts the door and starts to cry. So I'll, I'll say it's in the top five, seven moments for me, and I'll yeah, explain it was a why. Big, it was a big. But it what was did a, you all? Yeah, I want to hear what you guys think before I say tell. It's great writing. It's great writing. An mm-hmm. actor yeah. sees that on a page. And they're like, oh, God, yes, I get to do that. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the behavior you, that's gold. And it really shows, it it just encapsulates everything the character's feeling. It's brilliant writing. It's Mm -hmm. brilliant writing. It was sad. It was definitely Mm -hmm. sad. It was devastating. It just, I think that's what that scene told me was she's not ready to move on. Mm -hmm. She's acting and she's putting up a really brave face, but Mm -hmm. really deep down inside, she just wants to be with Richard and she's Mm -hmm. scared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, sorry, you go Tara. I saw Tara open her mouth. Oh, I was just going to say for me, it, it took me back to the only other time I really remember Emily being vulnerable was when she saw where Rory and Lorelai mm. grew up mm-hmm. and it was like oh, this. she had this out, yeah. she had this breakdown of like she, Emily has this front like she's not gonna let anyone see this side of her so for us like the audience to see this side of her is like such a special moment but it doesn't happen very often which is why it's special right, right. Yeah. yeah for me it's just so extraordinarily relatable and so I think like it's so significant, like it always is like a Polaroid picture in my mind, her coming in from that date. And I literally tell friends that are getting divorced because, yes, she's older, right? So she's like 60s, 70s. But when I tell friends like you're going to go on a date for the first time, but you better watch this episode of Gilmore Girls because you're going to come home from the date, your first date out, right? And cry. And it's like, it just see, it's so true. And like, whether or not this is the beginning for Emily and Richard to be reunited or for other people, they go on the date. It's almost like when you get divorced, that first date out, make sure it's not the person you actually want to like be with because it's gonna blow when you get home. You're gonna feel Mm. weird. And I thought that was what, she comes home to this empty house she obviously had a good time, and then it settles in like, I don't want any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just she ooh. may she may still want to have a second date and to you know proceed with the divorce. It's just painful. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't mean she wants to she wants it all back. It just means that she's she's in a tough spot in her life. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I would have loved to seen, or like, like either. Richard seeing Emily go about to go on the date or coming home from the date. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see that. Like, from the window. Right. So, the yeah. kick in his pants he needs, right? Yeah. Mm. <sighs> that one gets me. Mm. I have a couple call outs before we go. Number one, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy looks amazing in green. 
like amazing <laughs> when they're walking and she's in green. I, I've always two, said that. I've always. Said yeah, I, I read that in your book. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke opening the door of the truck for Lorelai. Very mm. sweet. And I think there's almost sort of a holding hands. Nope. They're just very cute on that date. Mm-hmm. And then we touched on it briefly. Rory over at Marty's studying, totally comfortable in his bed. And he says, so you broke up with your boyfriend and she's asleep. Oh. I think you're leaving uh, one thing out. Yes, that Marty scene was 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 great. Mm. It, it was almost his uh, his Emily Gilmore in the foyer moment. Well, um, and Christopher calls. But I think but, uh, enough about Christopher, for God's sake. No, but uh, one important thing: Christopher yeah, calls no, no, Lorelai. We're, we're missing. We're missing the funniest scene in the in the entire episode, which was TJ and Luke cutting the pipe. <laughs> oh, Are you my kidding God, me? And fight. he just loses his. And he just loses I mean, it. What a! I mean, I laughed out loud. That was the scene that really killed me because TJ just picked up a pipe. Said, "What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that like?" <laughs> I do think there's some significance to the fact that Lorelai does not answer Christopher's call and takes the popcorn and goes upstairs. Oh, that's I a agree. lot of. Did you notice that's a lot of popcorn? Is that a lot of popcorn? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. That's a that whole bag. Down whole bag. fine. Yeah. It's going to go down fine, and right. then she's going to have the toots because there's so much fiber in popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say as we close out this episode is Marty over Logan. No, no, I am so sorry. Marty over Logan. Sorry, not quite there yet. What? Come on, guys. Not quite there yet. There's so much more Logan to flesh out, you know. Oh, my God. Not pun intended. But I feel like you can't even, like, compare Marty and... And Logan. No, like, no but I'm saying like who, opposites. if I didn't know anything about the future, which okay. I know Logan is a thing, mm. I would have said, I want Rory to be with Marty. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay, fine. I respect <laughs> it. No. <laughs> oh, my God. There is. Okay. We have to do free, favorite lines, which this isn't mine, but there was something about the squeaky stairs that made me laugh when he's like, oh, you mm-hmm. or, you ordered that in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, everyone say their favorite lines. I have to find mine. I, had I know. A good I, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't come prepared, but I'm just going to go were ahead. There, and f- Were there great lines in this? There were. I had yes. one. Just, ahead, I just loved ahead, Emily and Lorelai's banter when she's like, I want to go on a date. She's like, with a man? <laughs> <laughs> I also like when Rory's trying to convince Richard, like, not every it's not permanent, like going blonde. And then he only has Nutella and batteries. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Nutella right. and batteries. <laughs> Danielle, go ahead. I mean, I'm just gonna say hello. Hello. Right. Hello. All right. I'm gonna say when Lorelai says to her mother sitting on the couch next to her, little close. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> One word. What are we rating this episode, Tara? Go ahead. I'm gonna go with the leftover boxes of food. That's my measuring stick. The one that Marty brings over. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go. Here's the thing. It's not my favorite episode, but it wasn't bad. So I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Okay. Mm. Danielle. Mm. I'm going to say 8.8 8 oh people magazines. <laughs> Amy. Amy. <laughs> 9.9 loopholes. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to give it, 
I'm going to give it 9.879 pipe cutters. Mm. I knew you were going to go pipe cutters. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it just because I think it's so Emily centric and powerful to mm-hmm. me. I think it's genius. I mean, yeah. and if a TV show impacts you so much that you've used it as a reference to multiple friends, it deserves a 9.9. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, all right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, Best fans on the planet. Thank you so much for downloading. Um, keep your cards and letters and emails coming. Uh, we we read every single one of them, pro or con. We grow, we learn, we weep, we laugh, and uh, <laughs> and we love you. So all the best, and always remember, I am all in. Stay safe. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.